0: He already knew we had his back, but it just felt good to quiet all of them down midway through the game. And, you know, it was very quiet towards the end. We ain't hear no more Ben Simmons chants from from the Sixers fans. There's was more Nets fans in here than anything. So it was good. Got a good old fashioned ass kicking tonight.
1: I just crushed my dreams.
0: Boom. Sadness.
2: That's the one.
1: That was a... Uh... Good mix of random sound, Jared. What was the very first thing you played there?
0: Ben Simmons, you stink and I don't like you. <laughs>
3: Is
0: <that your> <laughs> a very polite, well, not vulgar, I guess. It's like I, I would expect a Philadelphia fan to be more vulgar than Ben Simmons, you stink and I
1: don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was Joe Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do want to go back to some UNLV. We talked about their loss to Wyoming, specifically some of the stuff that happened. But if we take a more big picture approach now to UNLV, I am curious, Ed. 18 and 14 record, 10 and 8 in the Mountain West. They get a quarterfinal exit. First game. They're out. They're not in the semifinals. Again, been eight years now since they've been to the semifinals. But They're top 90 in Ken Palm. That might change a little bit as the season finishes, but they'll probably finish top 90 in Ken Palm. Their best ranking in Ken Palm since the 2013-14 season. How good was Kevin Kruger's first season?
3: I'm so on the fence about this. I go back and forth. I think they had a good season. Um, I think yesterday was really disappointing, especially how they played in the first half. But with 10 new faces, if you said 18 wins to begin the year, 10 and 8 in the Mountain West, I probably would have shaded to the point of it was a decent season. Um but you know it's always last impressions and I didn't think they played well at all yesterday even though they came back and had a chance they took the lead. So kind of on the fence here but if you have to if you know if you're pushing me one way or the other I think it was a good season for him.
1: This season of UNLV basketball was one massive moral victory. Yeah. This team Come on uh, Marcus is not, is not going to the NCAA tournament. This team did not win a Mountain West tournament game. They went ten and eight in Mountain West play. Right, Marvin Menzies did that one season. Otzelberger actually won twelve games uh, one year in the Mountain West. Granted, this year's Mountain West was better than any of the ones Otzelberger or Menzies coached in, uh, but they didn't really accomplish anything. Right? There's there's nothing that UNLV actually accomplished this season. No, they didn't win anything. Season. Right Yeah. there. I mean, I, I guess I, I guess I'll have to take that back if they make get an NIT bid. Right. But they didn't actually accomplish anything. They just maybe you can say, hey, they exceeded expectations by a little bit because what they were picked to finish seventh, I believe, in the Mountain yes. West and finished fifth, which is better than seventh, but still not good. They'd, so they didn't accomplish it. There's nothing you can really point to and say, look at what Kevin Krueger did in year one. But almost everybody, maybe everybody, feels happy right now. I think yeah. almost all UNLV fans are happy with this season. I haven't Everyone, talked
3: to one who didn't thought he did a good job. I really, right. I, I haven't. Talk, i haven't talked to boosters, uh, media people, uh, fans, and you know, it always comes up. What do you think of him? How did he do? And I'll be honest, I haven't heard one person say, "Oh." They weren't any good, or he, he didn't do a good job. Like, nobody.
1: Everyone thinks this was a good season, and that is a moral victory. When you don't have an actual accomplishment, but you still feel good about yourself, that's what a moral victory is. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you this because moral victories are bad. That's not what I'm doing. You can take your moral victories. That's perfectly fine. And you and listen, you can watch this season, and you can be optimistic about what Kevin Kruger might do into the future. There's... Absolutely. You should be doing that. You should be trying to evaluate what this season means for the future and what you think of Kevin Kruger as a coach and what you think that's gonna mean of UNLV next year and in the years to follow. So it's not that this is a bad thing. Moral victory obviously has a very negative connotation, but I don't mean it. Any way. I just look around and I see everybody's happy. Everybody is okay with mm-hmm. what happened this season, but yet they didn't actually they didn't do anything. anything. Right. And like to me, the the fun comparison is This year was almost identical to TJ Otzelberger's first year, right? Like they, they got better at the end of the season. That team got in the four five game of the mountain West tournament. And part of that reason was because they had a big win over San Diego state, right? They ended San Diego state's undefeated run. They won their last six games of the season, regular season. And then they lost in the four five game of the mountain West tournament. Same exact thing that this team did. They finished, I think 96 in Ken Palm last year. This year's team is currently 86 in Ken Palm. So a little bit better, but not significantly. And This is kind of the same exact year as Otzelberger's year one is a better team than before, a decent team, but nothing that actually you didn't actually accomplish much. And so we've seen this type of season from UNLV before. You can even throw in Marvin Menzies' second year. They were a little bit worse than this team and the Otzelberger first year team, but they were like 107, I think, if I remember correctly, In Ken Palm, like they've had this type of year a couple of times in the past four or five years. But yet, it's still being lauded as as universal success, well, and universal praise.
3: I also think that has a lot to do with who the coaches and his past in the in the in the uh, program and leading them to a Sweet Sixteen and his dad, and I that has to do a lot of it. Put it this way, all the people I've talked to, when it look, it was nothing against Marvin and TJ. They were kind of for lack of better term, although Marvin had been there as an assistant, mostly outsiders. You know, you didn't have the mm-hmm. feel of hey, it's a Kruger. Um, and most of the people, if not all, I've talked to, really want him to succeed. I didn't hear that on those other two coaches from people. They wanted them to go to the nsa tournament. That's what all you heard. How, when are they getting the nsa tournament? How fast is it going to be? Um, what kind of seasons did, did they have? I, you know, and again, all of this is true about Kevin. I, I get this, but what you hear now is Kevin's such a great guy. Um, we love Kevin. You know, obviously, Lon is one of the most beloved coaches in the history of Las Vegas. I think there's a that when you say everyone thinks it's success, I think there's a little to that to it too. Who the coach is?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right that it's that point where people want Kevin Kruger to succeed. Yeah, like when Menzies and Otzelberger were here, people wanted UNLV to succeed. They just wanted, they wanted to go to the NCAA UNLV tournament. to win. Yeah, but now not only do they want UNLV to win, they they want Kevin Kruger specifically to win. Like mm-hmm. I, I do think you're right that there is a an extra level, an extra sort of safety net of affection and appreciation for Kevin Kruger that he's going to get probably more benefits of the doubt from the coaching staff and probably a little bit more praise for if he does the same exact thing that a Notzelberger or a Menzies did. Now, listen, if they're 12 and 20 next year, I think that starts to go out the window and all of a sudden it's, uh-oh, UNLV sucks again. So I, I think they can act- absolutely lose into uh, Kevin Kruger, you know, actually having some criticism or legitimate criticism from the fan base. But right now, I don't think it really exists. Uh one other thing on UNLV. Is their season over? Do you think they have an NIT shot here? Kevin kruger certainly made a, a plea for it yesterday, saying that he hopes that whoever decides the NIT teams takes into consideration that they got better and that they would absolutely love to play in the NIT. You think they have a shot?
3: I don't think they do. This is my own personal opinion. I think it's a long shot at best for them to get in. I've only seen maybe you've seen more. I've only seen one bracketology that put them in.
1: nitbracketology.blogspot.net.
3: Oh, those guys put them in uh <laughs> as a final as a, like a 7 seed. Um
0: Are we going to find out that they're Las Vegas based? Oh, that that blog great. Spot.
1: <laughs> Be great. Let's get that guy on the show.
3: In one region, <laughs> uh they've
1: got him in there, so It's the Oh, wait, wait. I've got <laughs> De- bad news. I got bad news they were oh no, no 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 okay hold on hold on nitbracketology.blogspot.com uh NI or nit bracketology unlv still in but they changed regions they put them in and they'd be a seven seed playing byu now instead of playing Dayton. oh
3: so okay. still
1: in at bracketology.blogspot.net. out Incredible.
3: at the marriott center in provo
1: yeah wow. they They also have Wyoming in the NIT, so nitbracketology.blogspot.net or .com. So they have updated it. Yeah, does not believe in Wyoming making the NCAA tournament, but they have UNLV still in. So if we believe nitbracketology.blogspot.com, they're in. I mean,
3: do you think they're getting in?
1: Um, I don't want to pretend to be an NIT bracketologist expert here because I'm not. Uh, I would guess they have a shot at getting in. But I would lean towards no that UNLV is not going to actually get into the NIT simply because I mean, right? They're they're in the 80s for the most part of like Ken Palm, and what, did their net ever get above 90? Like that's still that's that's on the outskirts of being an NIT level team. So I'd be curious to see, but I I would lean towards no at the moment.
3: Would so. you, as a first year coach? 10 new faces, you got some guys coming back next year that are obviously gonna have to take up different roles because Bryce is gone and Ham is gone. Would you play in the C B I? The the perception has always been, no matter how long it's been since they've been in the tournament, uh, since the tournament, they haven't been very good much at all, that it's UNLV, and the perception is it hurts you more than going to go to the C B I, whether it's perception, recruiting, or whatever, that you get hurt as a UNLV team going to the C B I than not.
1: In all honesty, I would ask my players, if my players wanted to keep playing this year, because Kevin Kruger talked about the NIT as a reward yesterday when he talked about it that he thought this team deserved to be rewarded with an NIT spot. If my players were like, yeah, I, I, I want to keep playing. Like, let, let's keep doing this, even if it's the CBI and we're playing a directional school or four, then I think I'd consider it. If I went to my players, because the other part of this, Bryce Hamilton and Royce Ham, when they talked to the media yesterday, they both definitely talked like their careers were over. Right, right. Right. They both, like, they didn't say it specifically outright, but they both talked like their careers were over. So if I went to it and they were like, you know, we don't really want to go play against, you know, whoever, somebody from Southeast,
3: back. Texas, Louisiana. Right.
1: In the CBI, it's like, yeah, we're, we're good. Then no, I'm not going. But if they wanted to play, I think I'd consider it, especially if they were like, hey, yeah, this is a reward. We get to keep playing basketball and all that. But if they, I would have to guess. By the way, that UNLV players would probably be like, "Yeah, the CBI, we've never even heard of that." Right, so no, right, thank you. Right. Right. Uh, and if that's the case, then no, I wouldn't do it. But uh, the NIT, absolutely. I think the Oh Kevin no, the Kruger NIT was, you
3: go to. Yeah, Kevin I think Kruger they'd want to was play was in the board. NIT. I think players, players know enough about yeah. the NIT to where they'd want to play in that.
1: What's below the so, CBI?
3: Uh, there's the I CIT. think CIT. There CIT or CTI, something like that.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. CIT. You what's the one that, you have what's,
0: to what's the one you have to pay to get
1: into the CBI and the CBI. CIT? You pay. Yeah, you, you pay, pay to me. host. Yeah, you pay. You don't pay necessarily to get in. But if you host, you have to pay to host. And uh, that's a pass. That's yeah. a pass for me. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Jared, what's the breaking news you shared with us?
0: Oh, um, the Raiders re-signed a tackle. I believe Who is Jackson Barton? Exactly. That was, that was more of the joke that I put in the group text was breaking. Also, who? Like, I don't Dude, know who do this you, is. Ed, do you know who Jackson Barton is? I've never heard Barton of this guy. Okay, he's right, not the guy. He's not the guy they found on
1: the street that they later released. No, that guy had multiple names, and I forgot them at this point. Jared Jones um,
0: Gossamer. Oh, or, oh, no. Jerry,
1: Jerry Jones Smith. Smith. Jared Smith, right? I uh, <laughs>
0: I'm looking up. Something hold like on just a second.
3: Hold on <laughs> a second. I'm looking up the depth chart. What's he supposed to play? Tackle. Oh, the, he's third. Jackson he's Martin. the third. He's the third string tackle according to this, behind uh, Colton Miller and Brandon Parker.
1: All right, well, he's back, baby. He's back. He's gonna, I've never heard he's of this guy in my life. Alex Leatherwood, and College Utah, six there.
3: seven three zero two. Oh, no, he's big. He's, he's big. A big boy. He's a big you, boy. can you can you, ex-
1: can you exclusively report that for us?
3: I can't report it given I have no idea who he is.
1: Okay. Well no no, no. I'm saying when you when we <laughs> oh, go when out, I go out there and I see him now yeah. that he's
3: been re signed, sure, I'll 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 check out Jackson.
1: When we get to the fall and you're out there and you see Jackson Barton, we just need a report. Is he big?
3: Uh six seven three oh two, especially six seven, translates to not much of a bubble butt. Seems oh. like you gotta be a lot shorter, like the six four, six three range to have a Ed, bubble butt. Ed, we're no
0: longer interested in bubble butts. So that guy's no longer <laughs> with the team. He's trying to get it back into T V. <laughs>
1: All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs.
3: Bischoff's Briefs.
0: I'm afraid we need to use math. Bischoff's Briefs. I knew I should have checked your showboating globetrotter algebra. Bischoff's Briefs. Man, I thought you knew that algebra was all razzmatazz. Bischoff's Briefs. Yes, I see. Something involving that many big words could easily destabilize time itself.
1: I need you guys' help on a quote here real quick before we get into Bischoff's Briefs. Uh, Raiders have their coordinators talking to the media right now. And new special teams coordinator, Tom McMahon. He said, we're going to out-strain people. If every single player is straining, tackling, competing, and pushing, you want every team in the league to say they're straining. That's what it all comes down to, the word strain. This is the special teams coordinator. What the hell is he talking about?
0: Sounds like he needs more fiber.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I saw that quote, and... I just translated
0: to work hard. I don't know Except working hard sounds like what they straining sounds like you're working hard and it's not doing a and whole not, lot.
3: <laughs>
1: right?
0: And it's not yeah. I'm but, doing my best, but nothing's coming through.
1: <laughs> I don't want my kicker and punter straining. That sounds like the opposite of what Especially I Especially like if
0: you got them locked company. up on long-term deals.
3: <laughs> Maybe this is why they hired the Green Bay Packers guys. What'd you guys do in Packers with the Packers? We strained a lot. Oh, I like that. I like I like that uh, description, strain.
1: It's not even a good word to say, strain. No. It's a nightmare. So, by the way, Cassie Soto's supposed to join us at 9:30. She might not if the coordinators are still talking.
3: No, nah, they can't be talking. They're already th- they're already in special teams. I mean, I know she's got her job at raiders.com. She probably have to transcribe the quotes for all the uh the other media out there is Raiders.com PR person. But uh, I think she'll be fine if they're already I, through the special I teams mean, coach.
1: He's given like minute-long answers on straining. So who knows how long this guy <laughs> is going to talk. Might be forever. So, all right. Bischoff's Briefs today. I wanted to take a little bit of a look at the world of soccer. Because we have a interesting situation. One that maybe has never happened before. Uh, going on with Chelsea in the Premier League. They are owned by Roman Abramovich he is a Russian very rich Russian the United Kingdom has frozen all of his assets that he has in the United Kingdom which include Chelsea Chelsea the football team has been given an exemption that allows them to keep playing because if it was technically frozen they wouldn't be able to do anything Uh, they can keep playing they can keep paying their players they can keep paying their staff members But they essentially can't receive any new revenue. And the sanctions right now are kind of just in place indefinitely. They announced them and they said, we can revoke this at any time or we can extend it at any time. Um, Abramovich has been looking to sell the team already. He's already announced he wants to sell the team. um, And he's looking for $3 billion, (sighs) reportedly. But here's what some of the sanctions are right now for Chelsea. They can't buy new players, right? Which, granted, the transfer window is not open at the moment. these sanctions extend into the summer they will not be able to buy new players they can't sign their current players to new extensions so any player that's coming up and this is the last year of his contract they cannot give that guy an extension or if there's any player that they want to lock up long term they cannot do that right now they can't sell tickets to games Um, anybody that has already bought a ticket or has already bought season tickets can still come to games and I, and I'm under the impression they can let people in for free, but they can't actually sell tickets to make revenue, uh, at on on ticket sales for the rest of the season. They are only allowed to spend 500,000 pounds to host a game. So that means, you know, turning on the lights, watering the field, paying all the, the employees or whatever, only 500,000 pounds. They can only spend 20,000 pounds to travel to road games. The, according to ESPN, the estimated cost for a Premier League team to travel to a road game in England is £30,000. Uh, they play in France this upcoming week in the Champions League, so they have to travel out of the country to play in the Champions League, and they're going to have to do it on a restricted budget, which could potentially mean they're taking uh, public trains or you know flying. I don't know what the European version of Southwest or Frontier is, but they might be taking that to France also third party merchandise companies. So like fanatics, for example, they can still sell Chelsea merchandise, but Chelsea can't receive any of like the revenue or the payments they would normally receive for those sales. So like right now, if you went on fanatics and bought a Chelsea Jersey, fanatics gets paid, but Chelsea would not actually get any of the payment that they would normally get from that sale. So, these are all the sanctions that are in place. It is basically saying, hey, you can't make any you money. Can, you can't make any money. Right. Um, but we're going to let you operate because they're aware of the, I guess, importance that sports has in their culture and shutting down Chelsea. And when they're in the Champions League uh, round of 16 and when they're in the top three of the Premier League would uh, uh, be quite a wrench in things. But I, I think here's what I'm here's my assumption on all of this. The United Kingdom is basically trying to force Abramovich to sell Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And he's already said he's going to sell it. But not only do they want him to sell it so they don't have to basically deal with, hey, a rich Russian guy while there's a Russian war going on. Not only do they not want to deal with it, I think their objective here is for him to sell the team and make zero dollars off of the sale. Like, I think that's their end goal here is that they're going to freeze this team out until he sells it. And then they're going to say, you can't collect that money. I don't know where that money goes. I don't know what the act how this actually ends up playing out, but that's what I think is is the goal here with the UK can sanctions you against Chelsea.
3: Do that for an owner of a team if he's selling his own team?
1: I mean, I mean they froze his assets. I mean, They're you face- can freeze
3: you can freeze his assets in terms of revenue towards himself until he sells the team. I just thought if you're going to sell to Joe down the street and Joe's got 3 billion, it's your team that That surprises me more than the sanctions because the sanctions I mean he still owns it so they can obviously bring sanctions against him, and they have um, be interesting if they try to take the money from the yeah. sale as well.
1: I but- mean right now the sanctions they have basically say if a, if he tries to sell the team that they they will be they will okay the sale of the team, but he won't be able to make any money off of it. And so I'm assuming that's their end goal here that they want him to sell it and for however much he sells it for. I don't know who gets that money. But yeah, where would it go? go the league? Else, I I do not know. I do not and, and again, he wants 3 billion. Apparently nobody's offered 3 billion. Um one of the prime one of the owners of the Dodgers by the way is interested in Chelsea. But like if, even if it sells for like a billion dollars, I I don't know what happens to that money. I don't I, know where that goes. I have no idea, but I think the goal is with these UK sanctions is for him to not get that money.
0: I mean, maybe I'm just kind of a scumbag, but also bleep you like bleep him
1: i'm kind of okay with it like all right that jared i think that's the that's maybe the uh, funny's not the right word but part of the entertaining part of this is i don't know that anybody disagrees with you like i think every every single person is like how'd this dude make
0: his money did he make it while a like (laughs) like an autocratic dictator ran his country into the ground and then invaded another like independent nation. Is that how he made his money? Yeah, screw it. We're taking three billion.
1: So I am fascinated to see uh, what happens with Chelsea because it, again, it's one. It's I mean, it's one of the most popular teams yeah. in in the world. They're in the Champions League right now. They're they don't really have a chance in the Premier League, but they're in the top three at the moment. Like it's. Uh, from the sporting standpoint of what's happening in the world, from the soccer standpoint, like this is a massive deal and what actually happens to Chelsea is going to be interesting because listen as it stands right now, the sooner Roman Abramovich sells the team for zero dollars, (laughs) the better off Chelsea's going to be like no doubt about it. The team is better off if he is gone immediately because these sanctions are gone, but I can't imagine a guy sitting on an asset that he thinks is worth three billion dollars and not fighting it is yeah is not going to try to fight right. getting his even if it just ended up being one billion getting a billion dollars right. for chelsea so <laughs> i fascinated to see what happens all right coming up next maybe maybe cassie soto
3: he's got
2: dancing feet with that lower body it's unbelievable look at the body look at that bubble butt
1: he's checking all the boxes michael yeah he he really is Look at that big bubble butt. That's a, that's a power generator. Those that thighs, quads, and the bubble butt. Offensive linemen love that. Feet. <laughs> we are back to the press box with Grady and Bishop. Do we have Cassie Soto? You have me. Hey, it's Cassie Soto from the Review Journal or Raiders.com. One of the two. Um... Does your does your mom sit around and wait for you to come on our show? Yeah, Bronco Friday?
3: Bay boy, you get you. What's what she doing this morning? Yeah, get but, some Starbucks. Did she star tweet
2: something already? Yeah. yeah, she
1: she just tweeted a gif of a little kid saying "waiting."
2: <laughs> Hi, mom.
3: <laughs> Tyler, do you know who the kid is? No, should I? No, there's no chance. Jared, what was the TV show with Spanky and um?
1: TV show the or little ra-
3: the Little Rascals? Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, there the was a rascals. series
0: of movies from. Okay. <laughs> okay. So and you're like, I have no idea what any of these little kids are
1: saying. It. The GIF is in black and white. You're telling me I should know a black and white? movie? No, you, did, you didn't even know a Star Is Born. I, I knew you didn't know, but I had to that's put it out not. there. Cassie, is a Star Is Born a real movie?
2: Yeah, it's with Lady Gaga. Yeah, oh.
1: there, you oh, Chris there you go. Our Chris Christopherson. There you go. It's not real. It's not real. No,
2: Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper.
1: Um all right. I was told that you did not uh tell your Josh McDaniels story from the Combine last week. So I didn't. why did you try to offer Josh McDaniels your half eaten dessert uh while we're still kind of in a pandemic?
2: It was it had just been recently delivered, so it was a fresh brownie. Anyways, we're at the NFL Combine, myself and Adam Hill. And Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler both walk in, so we, like, said hello, and, you know, we're cordial, and the area we were sitting in was getting pretty busy, so they were kind of looking around for for a table for themselves, and we just so happened to have two chairs available. so we're like, hey, do you guys want to sit down? And they were just like, Meh, like, no, it's okay, like, we'll go find somewhere else, you know, like, trying to be nice about it, but they absolutely did not want to sit with us. <laughs> And then, for whatever reason, the next words out of my mouth were, You guys want some brownie? And they probably, I, I didn't quite make eye contact with them. So I don't know how much of a like lunatic they thought I was. But they just said, No thanks. And just walked away immediately to go find a table
0: somewhere else. It's going to be a really awkward workplace evaluation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When you go to work
3: today out of Raiders.com, they're going to say, Oh, God, there she is. There she is with the food.
0: I was just
2: so, trying to be friendly, but I didn't realize. Like, yeah, this kind of weird.
1: So they tried to be. They tried to nicely let you down and say, "No, we don't want to sit with you weirdos." And you one upped it by saying, "Not only should you sit here, <laughs> do you, you want my brownie? share the brownie with me."
2: <laughs> Basically, that's a weird things happen in India, I guess. All
3: right. So you guys at Raiders.com did a great job this morning. You had uh, zooms with all the coordinators and we'll get to what offensive and defensive guys might have said, but what in the world was the special teams coordinator talking about when he used the word strain a lot? Because we're, very, we're very worried that people are out there are straining, and as Jared said, maybe they need a little fiber in the diet. But what in the world was that about? That was weird.
2: I have no idea. Well, first of all, they all kind of broke my brain. Um, so you guys know I like to like live-tweet what they all say or try to live-tweet what they're saying these new guys talk real fast. Ah. So here I am trying to like type everything out and I'm just, I can't keep up. So yeah, Heidi Fain texted me like, I'll take the strain VO or the (laughs) the strain, the strain soundbite. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? She's like, strain what the special teams coordinator just said. I'm like, how did I miss this? Hold on. So I need to go back and listen to that sound for sure. But yeah, strain Jared, Jared kind of just said it perfectly while I was on hold that, uh, the the gif where the guy's like sitting in class and he's like his head's about to explode and all of his neck veins are popping out is that what's happening here
1: I think so i mean strain has never had a good connotation i've never heard strain used in a good way no 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 so yeah,
2: like you strain your happening. muscle or like yeah. a covid a new strain of covid <laughs> so i don't i don't know what's happening <laughs> We're, uh, we've come very far from the crush the virus days. It would appear.
1: Yeah. Um, did anybody mention bubble butts?
2: No. Oh. no,
1: oh, bubble butts. Man, we just—it's not good. I don't. I don't know if they're going to be any good this year. Might as well pack it in. No bubble butts. No honestly.
2: bubble butts. I'm That's, sorry. And I just a, a after right. the whole brownie incident, I just felt weird. You what? know, trying to bring up bubble butts. So
3: was it the uh, was Lombardi was the one who he said I didn't expect the wind.
2: That was Graham.
3: Well, that was Graham, they asked him, what do you think of Vegas? Well, I didn't expect this kind of wind.
2: He didn't expect the wind or the cold. So now that doesn't make me feel like a weenie when I have a full parka
1: on Rainy? when it's 60 degrees. Jesus, how old are you? <laughs> all right. She's being she's being nice for the radio, Jared. Oh, yeah. all right, when yeah. I, represent- don't, I don't want to have to dump her I mean, she's representing the team. I say that, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah absolutely. Weenie. You're representing yeah. the yeah. team, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ed, are, are you aware that yesterday at the Mountain West Tournament, and I guess the day before as well, Cassie has snuck her little sister in to take photos
3: yeah I mean I was gonna say not only snuck her in she uh she got her a, a place to uh be the photographer of the year there at the uh at the arena and uh you know kids over there waving taking pictures of everyone uh yeah I am aware of that I am aware of that she snuck her in
1: Cassie how, how how are you sneaking your sister into this stuff
2: you want to know something so great? She had a credential printed and I did not. Like I had to step <laughs> off to the side and they had to make me a credential. I wasn't on the list, but she was.
0: Why weren't you on the list? Why weren't you on know. the list? I used to
2: She's work an employee. For those people.
0: I don't know.
1: You used to work for those people. Too.
3: <laughs> you did. You were on the uh, you were on the Mountain West network, weren't you?
1: I was. Yes, yes I was. Wait, important Whatever. question. What what outlet was on your sister's credential? I, I don't know. I have no idea, actually. I didn't look at it. Uh, what outlet was on your credential? Do you know that? It was journal. mutual. Okay.
3: Oh, so they got your second job on there.
2: My second yeah, job. Yeah, they got
3: your second yeah, job on there.
2: The side hustle.
3: Um, Did you enjoy, I saw, did you enjoy the meal, and why were you bringing Mike Ramallah a bunch of desserts? He had already had 13 of them. <laughs>
2: When I was getting up to go get food, he said, hey, Cass, would you mind bringing me another cupcake? And he had already eat, consumed, like, what was it, like, four or five cupcakes? I looked over, and all he was eating was cupcakes. <laughs> I, I knew I knew he only ate, like, five things, but, like, that was multiple options to choose from, and all this boy was eating was cupcakes.
1: No, no, it's, it's then, better than that. It, all he had was cupcakes, and... Cassie said something like, "Are all you eating is cupcakes?" And he said, "No, no, and rolls." And he yeah, up a he roll. showed
3: me a uh, he showed me a plate. I said, "Did you get any chicken?" They had chicken. They had some meat, although it had the meat had sauce on it, so that's a non-starter. But the chicken, you know, it was nice chicken, nice piece of chicken. And he holds up the plate, and there's two white rolls on it. And I said, and there were like six cupcakes. And I'm like, and he said, uh, you know, d- d- don't don't uh, don't don't worry about it. And I looked at it, and I'm like, man, what a diet. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so I go get him the cupcake, and there was only these weird-looking, like, vanilla cupcakes left. And when I came back, I saw that he had a red velvet. So we, we, we wheeled and dealed, and I traded two vanilla cupcakes for one red velvet cupcake.
1: Oh, is that the exchange rate? Two vanillas for one red velvet? Two vanillas
2: for one red velvet, yeah. Wow. And the red velvet was real good. The tiramisu <laughs> was gross. Whatever sort of tiramisu they had was nasty.
0: <laughs> that
2: was not good.
1: Did your sister get any good photos? Eh.
2: Um, I don't know. She was hanging out with Adam Hill towards the end, so oh, probably not. No,
1: what a disaster! Oh, well, Jesus, isn't she supposed to be learning or something? Wasn't that the whole point of this? She got her hanging out with Adam Hill. She's not going to learn anything yeah. useful. Certainly not at not, all. Certainly not
3: about photography.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, she. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure she's got something. In between her, like, math tests and English homework, I'm hoping she'll edit some of those pictures and we'll be able to see them.
0: She also now has a fake ID, thanks to Adam Hill.
2: (laughs) Mom, if you're listening to this, I know nothing about this fake ID.
1: I think Cassie's the one that orchestrated the whole thing. You You go hang out with Adam. No, 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 I got this. I mean, listen, you got to make up. This is the same sister you threw against the wall or something, right? So you got to make I up did. for
2: that. So. I did. I did. I did throw her. That was that was me and the middle sister, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, show blame to somebody else, even teamwork. though we're, we're,
2: We both had a take in that, yes.
1: All right. She's Cassie Soto. Did we accomplish anything Lace with tournament. this? Uh, no, well, we found William. out Mike Ramallah ate uh, cupcakes yeah. and rolls and that Cassie can't take social cues and offers up brownies to head And we, we
3: finally uh, got her take on what straining is.
1: Yes, we did. So, all right, get out of here, Cassie. We Thanks, Cass.
2: Thanks,
3: Cass.
1: There's Cassie Soto. Um, yeah, we're going to go, we're gonna have to go get this strain audio and, and really listen yeah. and break it down on Monday because... So we
3: weren't the only ones, obviously. I think the media listening were like, what? What are yeah. you talking
1: about? I mean, look, I saw Heidi Fang tweet it out and had to read it like twice to... to for my brain to comprehend he was using strain in a positive manner because the new special teams coordinator wants the raiders to strain i don't i don't know i mean I the best
0: no thing i could find was a gif of
3: i saw the, of that i tweeted that
0: like when i think of strain i think of that guy's neck
3: uh bronco babe uh back on twitter she gets a credential every year no, okay. the youngest sister gets a credential it, it appears, every year yeah it appears that she gets a credential every year this kid
1: she like twelve. How does she get a credential every year? <laughs> what? What's happening there? All right, now we've got a giveaway <laughs> for you. You are gonna win right now a two foot sub from Porta Subs, and you are gonna be qualified to win a new Yeti cooler. I said two foot. I meant six foot. Six foot classic sub from Porta Subs, and qualified to win a new Yeti cooler. Thanks to Finley Volvo Cars, Las Vegas. Uh, so. is the phone number. That's 702-364-1100. Be caller number six right now. You win a six-foot sub from Porta Subs and have a chance to win a new Yeti cooler. 702
0: 364 one One-on-one crossover, and the three's on the way. Got it!
1: He got it with 7.1. He's got 20,000 points. He becomes only the 49th player in NBA history to get to 20,000. Some military experts have been surprised that despite having superior
3: firepower, the Russian army has been slowed by aging equipment, poor motivation, and inept leadership. So basically, they're the Lakers.
1: You're locked
0: in the press box.
1: Congratulations to Reed. Reed won the six-foot sub from Porta Subs and is qualified to win a Yeti cooler. We will uh, announce the winner of the Yeti cooler at the end of the month um in the meantime Ed, well hold on ed i did want to ask are there any more bird updates this has become the bird segment on the show and i'm curious if if anything new has happened with river and sky
3: uh river and sky had a great day yesterday by the time i got home they were so worn out uh they were already asleep uh the report back was they had loved their new toys That one of the toys is a little ball, which is silver, that you can look through. So they enjoy looking at themselves. It's kind of a mirror-like thing. So River and Sky really enjoy uh, looking at themselves. Slept together on the top perch last night. Um, Oh, there's a drop. Uh, Slept on the same perch last night. Um, And uh, I woke them up this morning. Eyes were wide open, and they were ready to go. So, yeah, off for another day. But a lot of talking yesterday, a lot of happiness, and uh, they love their new toys.
1: You were you were gone most of the day yesterday. The these are reports Earth. I'm getting so, back. Yeah, yeah these okay. are reports these I'm are, getting back. Sources close to the bird. Sources close uh, to the situation yeah. said so the birds okay. had a great day. Have you confirmed which one is male and female?
3: Uh, the blue rivers rivers the uh, male. Okay, so you rivers, were the you were right. Yes, yesterday yes. In your yes. Assumption. Okay. Yeah.
1: river is the male. Sky is the is the female. Okay. All right. I. The, th- the main thing I want to know about the birds is when they are trained well enough to be able fly to around fly the house. around your house.
3: They're not ready. Although, um, yesterday, early after I went from the show back to the house before the games, I did do that thing where you put your hand in the cage, you know, with a little food, and they yep. eat off it. Didn't even flinch yesterday. Just ate it. So oh, they're getting wow. better. Didn't even flinch wow. when my this hand went quick. in the cage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean,
1: I, I will say, I am a little worried. I don't want you to Randy Johnson, one of these birds with your remote control. With the oh yeah.
3: Well, the, the gate, the gate would have to be open and we're really good about closing that up. But yeah, if it's flying around the house during a Dodger game, I mean, all bets are off. <laughs> if river <or> sky <laughs> decide to take a nighttime nighttime stroll around the house, uh, you know, they're putting their own, uh, they're putting themselves in danger, especially now that baseball's back. And I'll be oh, watching that throwing remotes.
1: These poor birds, poor birds. Um, i have a i have a a slight update on the chickens for you oh nice um we are we're getting very close to this like being live like we've been in in like a beta situation Right. right now we're getting close to it being live to where anybody who has a chicken or buys a chicken can start racing and not just the people that are in beta but i am a little disappointed at the moment because there are seven different like uh terrains that the chickens race on like there's grass there's mud there's rock and all this. And there are different distances. And we just found out today that so far, the only thing that impacts your chicken success is the terrain. Some chickens apparently like different terrains more than other terrains, Okay, Uh, but the distance does not matter at all. But do
3: you know which one's yours like so you can race them in those races?
1: Um, that's the idea. Like we, we've got a whole big spreadsheet trying to figure out what our chickens like. My complaint is that I have been breaking everything down by terrain and distance when I now, did not distance need to, doesn't I, matter. I, I did not need to do that. Distance oh. is going to matter in the future, but all the races we have so far distance has been completely irrelevant. So, so I, your spreadsheet has just been a- hours. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it'll still, have, it'll still probably have some value, but complete waste of time um and my other complaint is that no we have not figured out which damn terrains our chickens like like it's i swear to god it changes every day we have had chickens go on ridiculous runs where like we had a chicken win three straight races one day and all of it was on i think dirt and then the next day we raced the chicken on dirt and he finished like seventh ninth fourth like it was just terrible the next day like it does i i think our chicken's uh, favorite terrain changes every single day. It's a it's been a nightmare. So no, we have not figured out our damn terrains yet. Because if we had, I'd be much happier.
3: That's too bad on the uh, on the spreadsheet. You spend it too is, much time on it. It is. It I don't is. know where I your mean, time it, comes during the day. Watching all those games. Now you're doing weird spreadsheets on fake chickens. It'll still have some value. My I mean, goodness, what do you yeah. do during the day?
1: Ch- chicken terrain Jeez. spreadsheets, obviously. What else? Um, what else do you yeah. do with your time? Also, I did want to give you one other NFT update here. I saw there's a new nft that that's trying to come out um and so you know you know our fake horses right the best part about it is that we literally just race the horses it's we we own a horse that can race and make us money but unlike real life horses we don't have to feed it we don't have to you know let it run around we don't have to clean up after it we don't have to have a barn for it to live in like there's no cost of this thing existing we just race it when we want to race it and hope that we win and make some money. There's apparently going to be a new horse racing type NFT, but I think they have taken all the worst parts of real life horses and made it into an NFT. Like you have to have a, a stable for your horse to live in, and you have to pay to feed it you have and to clean I up after it. Yes, Ooh. and I like all of the bad parts of horse racing. They have put into this new NFT, and here's the worst part: these, this new one. They're gonna to try to like link the NFT horses to real life horses. So you don't even race your NFT horse against other NFT horses. They, you just get money if your real life horse wins. Are well, they going to bring back stupid.
3: like dead horses like you're going to race Secretariat?
1: No, it's going to be all like baby, like a baby horse is born and they create oh, an okay. NFT. All and right. Then, okay. If if that baby horse wins a race two years later, you get money. There's zero chance this works because it's all the unfun parts made into an NFT. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Like the best part about the Zed horse racing is that it's j- none of the bad parts of horse racing are involved. It's just the horses never die. They're, we don't mistreat them because they're just. Do, you, br- do you
3: breed the horses?
1: yeah in in ours we do in the other one no you don't get to breed them either it's stupid don't do it come to zed it's way more fun over here and the chickens